BreakingTea.com is your shop is your stop for Cleveland attire. They have tons of great shirts that even come in hoodie styles. Uh, current uh, styles and designs they have come out with are the Cleveland Elves, and Cleveland is Cleveland. So if you are shopping for some sort of sympathy gift for those Cleveland Browns fans in your life who just lost the best running back in existence, uh, check out BreakingTea.com backslash WFNY. Takes you to the Cleveland Collection. That's BreakingTea.com backslash WFNY. Welcome back to Browns Cast. Um, this week we got a we got another full house. Well, minus Ooh. Noah. Travels. Busy man. Very um, busy man. But um, we're back with Gerbs and, and Matt. And I'm your host, Taylor. And... I guess we're gonna get. We're gonna have to finally kind of. Um, we're gonna have to put put Monday out of our misery, out of its misery, aren't we? Sure, sure, sure. Yep. Gerbs, you want a few minutes to, to vent? You kind of missed our therapy session. I did Tuesday. miss the therapy session. I have not actually had a chance to listen to the episode, so I don't actually know. I, you guys could have been happy about it. I don't even know. I don't imagine as such, but I. You know, oh no, no, it was um, it was it was full on pit of misery. Just yeah. <laughs> sat, uh, Tearing of sackcloth and throwing ashes on your head. I'm, I'm sure. Um, we, we went to some psychological depths, not yeah. even some football depths. Like we were, we were te- going through the cosmic, like whole, like everything, basically, not even football related. We weren't, we weren't contemplating brain surgery to remove it from our memories, right? No, that's not a thing that we were doing. No, I was. I we was, do not was, support that here at this I was, website. I was too upset to even think about that joke. To be honest, no, I couldn't even think I, of it. I beat. I, I beat two minutes on that one. I beat two I, minutes on that I, one. That's great. I want to. I want to. I want to figure out if knee surgery to trade knees is possible. I listen. He could have. He could have his uh, fair share of uh, picks. Of the litter on on knee ligaments, if that was a thing, I'm sure most of Cleveland would offer theirs up for Nick Chubb if that was a a leg yeah, transplant. Frankenstein, just knee, right, like, like a like a like a detach and you know put it right back in. Who knows? Yeah, um, yeah. I I woke up Tuesday. I was I watched the game uh, downstairs by myself for a bit. Um, my wife came down and the play like had just happened and literally like she came down maybe two or three minutes after it had happened. And I was just aghast, like silent for the most part. And she's like, how's the game going? I'm like, it's okay. Uh, Nick Chubb just got hurt. Uh, It's pretty bad. They're not showing the replay. Uh, She's like, Oh no. Cause while she's not a big sports person, she does remember those certain names and Chubb is definitely one of those that she recognizes. And uh, I eventually, like, they hit a commercial break. And so I, I wound back on the YouTube TV and showed her the play. And she's like, well, that looked like a lot. I'm like, yeah. And at that point, I think, Taylor, you had maybe put the the tweet in the Discord and with the super slowed down, like, you know, 90 degrees that you could see of his leg move. And I'm like, yeah, here it is. I showed her. She was like, yeah, I'm going to go throw up now. So, um, yeah, just pretty much wash it despondently the rest of the night. Um, I went to bed. I went upstairs and went to bed actually right before Jerome Ford 
uh, had his long touchdown or long his run rather. And uh, I like texted a couple of friends. I was like, yeah, this is because I turned off the game and decided to go to bed that they're going to try to make this a game. And when I woke up the next morning, I saw everything that was, you know, they had lost. And I told her, I was like, I legitimately almost cried. I, I really had like very heartfelt, deep, like morning moments on Tuesday. Um, just because Nick Chubb was, as I'm sure you guys have said, is was bigger than the biggest point in, of Browns football um, that I've probably known or seen. Um, I a joke. I was born the day that Bernie Kosar made his first start for the Browns, so I don't remember any Bernie Kosar starts. But um, Nick Chubb and Joe Thomas are probably the the two quintessential football players, you know, of Cleveland. Um, of this new age and to think of him being done as a Brown, uh, which is unfortunately likely is, uh, is really heartbreaking because he was not only a fantastic player, but a better person somehow. Um, the level of play that he had, it, it's, it's amazing that that's a, a thing that can be said that he's a, a better person than a player. And um, yeah, it just, it really sucks. Um, and now we have Kareem Hunt back, who I didn't really want back, and that's the thing. But you know, it's all good. We're working through it, and you, as Cleveland fans, hey, what's this? What's the name don't, of this? Don't don't really have much of a choice. Yeah, what's the name of the what's site? The name of the website. <laughs> what's the name of the website? We're waiting for next year, always. Um, but yeah, I I don't I don't uh, getting into it a very quick abrupt thing. Um, because I, I said, I said words that were probably, uh, not, not ready, but yeah, I, I was, I'm not, not, not a fan of Kareem Hunt. Um, the report that he has lost weight was helpful to my, um, opinions on the matter, but, um, see, after seeing him last year, seeing him go like over on visits in the off season is a little like worrisome um if it was on his end you know i mean if he signed with new orleans he was going to be rb3 rb4 once kamara comes back indianapolis like they probably weren't wanting to pay him anything because who knows what they have going on and they like zach moss which last week shows was a good reason to um except for now he's on ir zach moss yeah. Zach Moss is on IR. Someone on the Colts. They put some running back at IR. I thought it was him. I, was like, I don't think it was Zach Moss. If it was, yeah, I, I don't, I have I don't to, remember that either. Hold on. If it was Zach Moss, I need to pull back a fantasy trade offer right uh, now. No, Evan Evan Hull. Okay. Evan Hull. Oh, okay. yes, that was a rookie. I knew it was a I knew it was a short name. I was like, don't you do that to me. I will get off this podcast and I will move some things around. I don't I have, Pause. I have. I need some things to work out here. No, um, get my affairs in order. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I would have rather swapped your draft picks three years from now to get Cam Akers. I would have rather, you know, looked at maybe getting Dernis Johnson, um, guys that have been somewhat productive more recently than Kareem Hunt. Um, but. Uh, yeah, it's it is what it is, and we'll deal with what we deal with. I I don't uh, again. 
the the losing of weight for uh, Kareem is big, if true. Um, who's to say? I don't have any idea. I'm just I, I think a guy biggest, in my... I think the biggest part of getting Kareem Hunt back right now is he's not going to be... I think last year he was a bit of a malcontent in a way. Yeah. And I don't think he's going to be that right now because... Like this is his last chance. If he doesn't make sure. it, if he doesn't show something this year, he's done in the he's done in the league. Yeah, yeah, I agree uh, with that. I'm um, I, I think he I think he had his feathers ruffled a little bit by the trade trade offers from Cleveland, um, and I can't say that I blame him. You know, uh, I'm sure it doesn't really feel nice to be, you know, rumored to be traded elsewhere, um, and. Uh, but that being said, when you were playing the way that he was last year, you're going to get, you know, offered around. So I can't really say that I, uh, I blame the team for that either. So, yeah. And I don't think they're going to use him in any extended role. Um, what's nice about Ford is that he doesn't, I think he graded out and we, we didn't see this while we were podding on Tuesday, but he graded out really well as a pass blocker. So, like, the motivation to put Hunt on the field in passing downs that existed when Nick Chubb was the starter, as good as Chubb was, you're going to, the offense is going to look a little, I don't want to say less predictable because obviously the Steelers proved that wrong the other night, but like, you're not going to say, oh, Kareem Hunt's out there. It's automatically a passing down. Right. Yeah, for sure. So, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of in the boat with you where I was like, I think I put it in the discord right away. I was like, I don't, I don't love it, but I also don't hate it. Right. Yeah. You could do much worse. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with it either. I just felt like it's, it's a guy that's familiar with the system. You know, he's been with this team for about three, four years. He knows what he's doing. And if you have that as your backup running back for Jerome Ford, that's all right. Like he knows what he's doing. He he's a pro. He knows what he's doing, and I I have no problems in that regard. Yeah, yeah, and he seems happy again, <laughs> for sure. And because now he gets to be the savior. Um, not that he, not that I'm diagnosing him with a savior complex or anything like that, but you know, you, you when you get to be the the guy that comes in and saves things, you you feel a little bit better about yourself. Um. But to Milner's point, the familiarity with the scheme is a hundred percent, like probably eighty-five percent of why they brought him in. Because now they are able to say if he is active on Sunday, which remains to be seen. He was at practice today, um, but if he's active on Sunday, like he should be able to give you like viable reps as long as he's been working out in the off season, which, which again, the report of losing weight would indicate that he probably has been. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I do think that that was probably the biggest factor in choosing him over trading for cam acres because even cam acres was a, like a, what a late round pick swap. So like the Vikings basically got him for a, free. A two, a 2026, Seventh round pick and Cam Akers went for a 2026 sixth round pick. <laughs> Literally, the furthest away they can trade picks is when they did this deal. 
Yeah, like the lowest of the, low, like, like essentially free. Yes, essentially free. So, like, the Browns could have done that. I don't think it would have like that pick wouldn't have mattered to them in this in in that sense. But they chose the familiarity of Cream Hunt, right? So, yeah, because I can run, again. I, I can run with Pierre Strong as still as like the RB three, more than likely. Yeah, and he's going to have to take over primary kick return role, right? Because Ford can't do that anymore because you're not going to send your starting running back out there to return kick. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think we've had a couple days to kind of process everything that's gone on. Um, I will say Twitter has been just a cesspool. Oh, oh, you're telling me it's been so bad. Like I've I've seen a lot of bad Browns Twitter weeks, and for some reason, this this feels this might be top three. Yeah, this feels a lot like the Baker Mayfield after the Pittsburgh game, where he just basically looked about as helpless as it could have been. Uh, parallels that, that's that's funny but yeah it, anyways so like or the green or the green bay game th- th- that's what, yeah. yeah just just something in that vein where it just feels like the fan base is just tired of the quarterback like it hit it hit a breaking point and that's just kind of what this week has been week two is a strange place to hit a breaking point um I will say. Well, I mean, we talked about but it last I, week. But I also don't understand. Yeah, I don't in the, like, in the, the Discord. It definitely got heated. I, in the I get it. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if I've been stirring the pot by posting random things in there, and people are like arguing over them, and I've just kind of been sitting back. Uh, I post things and then run out of the room. Yeah, it's all good. Um, <laughs> I drop a grenade, and then everyone else talks about it. Like we talked about last week, though. I mean, we talked about how much last week was a as much of a must win in week two as it, as there can be in week two and they didn't win. So it just goes to show, you know, I almost feel like it was a must win for everyone that wasn't the players on the field more so than anything. Yeah. That's what it feels like. it, It was a psychological must win and we got psychologically shit on <laughs> instead. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like Corey mentioned too, it it felt like it felt like a postseason loss in week two for the fans. Which sounds so strange if you if you think of it out of context, but like it it, but for us when we're living in it, it's like it's felt so true. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I mean I imagine it would have felt like this in God, what was it, twenty seventeen? Um it would have felt like this if the Browns were good that year when Joe Thomas got hurt. Right. It would have probably felt just as bad, but because they were on their way to finishing 0 and 16, it didn't matter. Right. Like, yes, it sucked to not have Joe Thomas out there, but like, he wasn't changing anything, unfortunately. He would change a lot right now. <laughs> He's changed a lot, so it's all good. Yeah. Um, so, question for you guys: What would you, um, with the game coming up, since this is the preview pod um, against the game with the Titans? What are your thoughts about Watson's play this week? Um, is there a chance that this is 
the start of an uptick? Is this a another like Samuel Jackson hold on to your butts moment here? Are we flipping the switch on the uh, the power the power board at Jurassic Park or? I would say that if it's uh, if it's not an uptick, we thought Twitter was bad this week. Oh, it'll get worse. Somehow it'll get worse. Um, I mean, I I think it'll be an uptick just because like the Titans are not the Steelers in terms of defensive like edges and tackles. So whatever pressure that was ha- that happened on Monday, I don't expect to be the case, and. Like, obviously, it, like it, it, they are a different type of bad than what the Steelers are. The Steelers at least have a good defense to fall back on. The Titans don't really have much outside of maybe Derrick Henry and random players. The Titans have some decent receivers that we might struggle with. I don't know if we have anyone that really wants to. I mean, I know he's old now, but like, well, old is relative. Yeah, it is. But Taylor, do we do we really have a guy that? <laughs> can truly match up with DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, Emerson might probably isn't fast enough. Emerson's a big body that you need to, but is the, Hopkins the even a is, burner though, anymore? The, the thing is, though, with the D-Hop, I think he's gotten slower. But, it, but of course, with his size, he can beat most uh, – fit like beat- – Yeah, like I don't think you want to send Denzel Ward on him. Like Denzel Ward would look like a child next to him. Yeah. Very true. Yeah, I think I think you'll see a little bit more Emerson on him, a man on man, um, just to body him. Um, when then you know safety help over top. Thornhill came back. Yeah, safety. Thornhill came back last week um, and played uh, all game along with Delpit, I think as well, um, if I remember the snap counts. So yeah. having yeah. both starting safeties will help keep the top on the defense if they do try to, you know, play action bomb deep um and and trail i will say i'm not i'm not that afraid of ryan Tannehill against this no. this defense right now. yeah no it, like with kenny pickett he could at least move, move around a little bit Tannehill at this point in his career is a statue it, like, relatively you remember like 13 years ago and he was a receiver at texas a&m i for, i forgot about that you're right <laughs> i do not remember that i'm not a college guy yeah his uh his um, he was a converted receiver when he became a quarterback. Hmm. Um, in the post Benz, was it post or pre Manzel? I think it was post Manzel. Yeah, it, he was like two, one or two years after Manzel, I think. Yeah, he might have caught passes from Manzel. <laughs> um, but that's a weird. You know, getting back onto the to the Browns' offensive, the the offensive side of the ball. The, the Titans kind of pose a unique challenge for the Browns in that what the Browns do well is what the Titans are very good at stopping and what the Titans are really bad at are what the Browns have proven to be very inconsistent at doing. Yeah. Right. They have the third-ranked run defense. They're, they give up just as many. They, the Browns and the Titans give up both give up 65 yards a game on the ground. There's been two games... Um, the Saints don't really even try to run the ball. And the Chargers, they ran the ball well against the Dolphins, but they also don't really run the ball. They didn't have Eckler last week. Right. So I don't know how much to kind of read into that. I do know that they have some good defensive line players um, at stopping the run. It doesn't seem like you can't be right 28th against the pass 
if you if you have good pass rushers as well. Um, because eventually, I mean, even having a couple of good pass rushers, the Browns, I think the Browns had one last year, and they were what like eleventh against the pass. Yeah, well, that's because you can run all over the defense. Mainly because you could just run yeah. every play and they couldn't do anything. The about sample it, but... size was super noisy just because of some like the running defense being so bad. Yeah, and even the, like the the yardage the run defense gave up was super weird. Like, I think they were still only ranked like twenty third or twenty fourth <laughs> or twenty sixth. Like, they weren't bottom, but they were bad. Um, but it, it's a it's a challenge that the Browns kind of need because yes. they need to be forced to throw the ball. Yes. This need, this is a game that is a, as you said, it, it's definitely an uptick game. It's a game that they need to like produce and, and actually get some, get some momentum going their way. Um, I do expect, I made this analogy on, uh, on my, one of my pieces on Monday um, where the, if the offense is a Ferrari and you take the engine out of the Ferrari, which i.e. Nick Chubb, um, and put in one from a 06 Honda Civic in it, it's not going to run the same. Uh, you can get there if you, you know, modify some things and adjust some differences and what all those, uh, sort of circumstances. But, um, right at the get, like that offense is going to be different. And and this is the week that, you know, I really, I think even though, even with it being a short week, um, I do believe they will be able to scheme up some things and, and, and move around some stuff. As for feelings about Watson, um, I know Brown's Twitter has, as you said, has had, has been on one this week. Um, I, I can't get to the point of, he's completely washed and never is coming, never going to be good again. Um, because I, I don't want to count a lot of the games from last week or last year um, because of rust and everything. And th- this season so far, there hasn't been a normal game for the offense. There's been weather. There's been, you know, uh, and, and, the weather affected both sides and it, and no one will tell you otherwise since Addy won't tell you that it didn't because they don't want to say Joe Burrow sucks and Cleveland will say that it was, you know, that's what was making Watson skip some balls and things. Then week two, you lost your, you know, even if Chubb, you, you lost your engine, you lost 60% of your offense. And even if, even if Chubb doesn't get 60% of the plays, him being out there makes the defense feel like there's a chance that they're going to rush. And the offense was humming when Chubb was out there early in the game. Yeah. So to all of a sudden throw out 60% of your playbook or, you know, 40% with 20% fakes and, and masks and, and, you know, coverages and things like that, it, it, throwing that all out and trying to rely on, Jerome Ford to intimidate a, the defense the same way, it's it's not going to look the same. And so that it, I, I I can't get there with Watson on being washed just yet. If it hap- if it's this week, then yeah, I'm I'm going to be closer to you know this isn't working. Um, but uh, 
but yeah, that's just that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, I can agree because yeah. like with when you lose Chubb, you lose your crutch, not just for the offense and for it's for the fans too because the fans have been for so long like. Chubb's the guy that we need the ball in the hands the most. People will say all the time, he needs the ball, he needs the ball, he needs the ball. And even though we tell people, he gets the ball just about as much as any running back in the league, they will tell you you're a liar and you that he needs the ball like 30 times a game because he's that good. And so now it's ultimately they have to evolve the offense they probably were going to try to fix things in the passing game, but I bet the urgency is ticked up to 10 because they now are forced to. I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't say forced to, but now the urgency is like up is a lot higher now because they don't have that crutch that has been there for so long. Right. Yeah. And that was something that we, that I kept saying, I think during the game when uh, we were getting, comments in the in the discord like you you have to completely change what you do at that point and the defense no longer is like they're going to somewhat respect the run but they're not going to fully respect the run because it's not it's not oh well if we make one mistake nick chubb's going to be 60 yards that way right it's Mm -hmm. jerome ford might not see the same hole and we'll have a chance to maybe bounce back into it and get him down for a shorter gain. Whereas Nick Chubb has some of the best vision we have in in the league. So he's going to find it if we make one mistake. And and you saw that on, on Monday night, we talked about this the other night. You saw that because the, the line stopped biting on any play action. Right. They just went right for Watson. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a factor in the, in the offense going forward. Yeah, you, I think, you do now have to do the pass-to-run offense and, and make that work for Watson. Yeah, and, and, you know, Watson has to be... He just has to be better. Like, <laughs> there's just not any sugarcoating it anymore. He can't be as bad as he was on sun, on Monday. Yeah. It's... You've now played eight games. This is your ninth game. You'll have played half a season. Yes, we can kind of count last season as like an extended full-go preseason in a sense because he hadn't played in so long. But you're, you're starting to get to the point where if you're not showing flashes for most of a game or a half, right. people are going to start people are going to start talking and people already are like yeah the national media obviously is going to is going to dump on them whenever they can yeah but we we as fans need to see it because even some of the staunchest defenders out there are like you're you're running out of you're running out of uh patience with it yeah um my big worry with Watson is that he is he's just not set for the Stefanski offense. The Stefanski offense is a West Coast based where it's timing, it's quick hits, you know, their shots downfield, but they're in the flow of the offense. 
Watson's game is get out, move, make something happen downfield. Uh, and that's that hasn't. I, I, I'm I worry that the mesh just isn't going to be there. I do trust that Savansky can make some things work for Watson, um, but there has to be a buy-in on both sides on that. And I worry that Watson is just falling back on old habits the way that we've seen Baker fall back on old habits of, you know, trying to trying to make something happen, scurry around and, uh, you know, start jacking stuff deep and everything. We've said every time, every week, that Watson takes extra sacks because he tries to do too much. And... It's it doesn't matter if you're also if you're if more likely you're sorry, there's a brain fart Words. right there. There was 14 <laughs> sentences happening right there is what was happening. Um, you are able to take some sacks. If every third time you do that and, and you know, effort F around and find out that you're getting downfield, that you're getting a, a, a bomb down the field, you're getting a 20-yard rush off a scramble, you know, you can take a sack on the, on that, you know, that third time if the first two worked. If the first two aren't working and you're taking sacks on those, you got to you gotta figure something else out. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I think you're talking about Stefanski's offense. I think it almost has to change now. It can't. I mean, you were talking that it needs to be passed first now, but like the whole offensive philosophy needs to change. You need to, it, it clearly Watson is not super comfortable in it. So like you need to find things that are comfortable so that he can be successful. Cause at this point yeah, you don't have your, your safety net to fall back on and say, okay, well what you wanted wasn't working this, this game. So we're just going to, run Chubb and we're going to, we're going to run Nick and we're going to see what happens. Well, now you can't do that. So you need your super expensive quarterback to be super expensive quarterback material. Right. Yeah. And right now they like with Tennessee, hopefully like it's kind of like the perfect uh, recipe of just working out things that need to be worked out because they obviously they're not a good team against the pass and if you, they show the, the show progress in that area I think that'll calm people down because right now I guess like the anxiety is at like like it, it's as high as Tower City it feels like it you cannot be this stressed out over a week three game but I think for morale they just need to win and on top of that make it as pretty as possible get out of there and then focus uh on the Ravens because that's that that's what this week feels like. Yeah, when you when you lose your offensive crutch and you don't have confidence in your quarterback, you wonder like how is the whole offense going to work now? So, I think there's going to be a lot of weird energy in the stadium on Sunday. <laughs> oh my a lot. Yes. Yeah, I, like, I can't imagine that it's going to be a lot of uh really rabid dog pound fans, you know? I mean, I think, I think it's going to manifest that way at the beginning. And if the Browns get out to a lead, but like if it's 
three to three midway through the second quarter and Watson's only thrown for 57 yards and he's gotten sacked twice already. And Jerome Ford has five carries for eight yards. God. How, how, how real that situation sounds is terrifying. <laughs> I hope I didn't just put it so into the thank universe. you for all of that. Knock on whatever wood you have. folks. <laughs> Knocked as loud as I could. <laughs> like you're gonna you're gonna see an entire stadium kind of turn on its head and it's gonna be weird. Yeah. And if Deshaun Watson doesn't have people here that at least want him to do well on the football field, he's kinda out of out of friends to turn to, in a sense. Yeah, we'll we'll start seeing some things come out on online if that's if that cert if that stuff starts happening where yeah, all of a sudden yeah. you know especially since brown's players have been weird about it for the last three or four years like <laughs> about like the reception from the crowd like they're surprised <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i would i would say that some of the some of the issues are cleveland fans are for as many problems as the Browns have had, they're very impatient, <laughs> which doesn't usually gel with we've been bad for so long and now we're not bad, but now we still want change. It, it does come off weeks. as ungrateful when you think about it, like in a way. Yeah, like you can't keep wanting change, but also wanting to be good. Eventually you need some consistency. <laughs> Accurate. Yep. But, um, I mean, we talked a lot about the offensive matchup. Do we, do we really have any concerns with the defensive matchup? I mean, I think we talked about Hopkins and how that's kind of a weird matchup for our corners, but that's a weird matchup for every corner, and he's not really done a whole lot yet. Um, I don't think there's major concerns. I just feel like as long as they keep us in the game, they should be they should be fine. Like as long as they're not put in a position where it's like like last week where they could potentially give up like field goals and like touchdowns just because of short field position. If they pin them like twenty in in back, they should be fine. Like they should be able to get to Tannehill at a decent rate. Right. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is not lighting the world on fire. By the way, he has eleven receptions for one hundred five yards. Mm. And he's the he's the team's leading receiver at this point. I think the Titans <laughs> lost a couple of offensive linemen this uh, or week before too. So, yeah, I, I I don't really have too many worries about uh, the Browns' defensive side of the ball. Um, as a you know, as we mentioned, Tannehill's you can you can find him five steps behind the line of scrimmage. That's where you know he's going to be. And, uh, you know, maybe this is a get right game for Miles. This is maybe a day where you, you know, load up the stat sheet a little bit. That'd be nice and get the fans a little bit more, you know. Yeah, I hate that narrative. On your side. I want that narrative. I want that narrative to die. Yeah. <laughs> um, It's just frustrating. Like, JJ, TJ Watt, like, stat chases. In yes. a sense, I mean, yes, he puts up the stats, but that he doesn't—he doesn't—he affects the game 
almost as much as Miles. He just has more sacks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Which which is kind of weird. Miles affects almost every play. It, it, it's whether it's a scheme thing from the offense or him blowing something up and not like actually getting the sack. Right. While T.J. Watt is the one that gets. He he he's like the guy that just ends up getting all the reward while Miles is like the one that like, hey, I did my job and everybody's like, dude, did you get the sack? We don't care. Like <laughs> Yeah, TJ Watt also he like and I don't know if you want to spin this as a knock on Miles or not, but TJ Watt plays a higher percentage of the defensive snaps for the Steelers than the that Miles plays for the Browns. So he has more bites at the apple. Um, he his his style of getting sacks tends to be a little flashier because yeah, his I think I, his best move is I'm going to run straight around you and make you look really stupid. <laughs> While with Miles, it's like finesse. It's kind of like it, well, it's Miles has a bunch of different ways he can do it, which is even which is different. Like the play that we saw all during after Bengals week of his crossover. He didn't even get a half sack for that. He got a pressure. Yeah, he just drove him right into a double O. Like, in- yeah, <laughs> like right. He 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 got a pressure for that play. He didn't get a sack, even though that it, the play was ruined within two seconds by Miles Garrett. Well, but you won't hear so, that because it's not a sack, which is the stupidest no, thing ever. I mean, you'll you'll see that play because it's fun, but like it doesn't show up on the stat sheet as anything but a pressure and pressures aren't tracked by actual stats. They're tracked by nerds <laughs> and PFF. Um, and that's not to take away from TJ Watt, but like they do it differently. So people who are trying to compare the stats, it's, it's different. It doesn't make TJ Watt any better. doesn't make him any worse. They're both, on the same tier of defensive player in the league. Right. Um, but nothing nothing really about this this Titans offense scares me at this point. They have scored a lot of they have scored a decent amount of points. Uh Tannehill's thrown for four hundred and something yards already. He has thrown three picks. He's been sacked eight times because he doesn't move. Um I have this I have this probably Irrational fear of Derrick Henry on a screen. Twenty uh, nineteen is that the is that why? <laughs> it might be. Um, that, that just seems like something that they're going to try and use. Uh, but I don't know. The, the, this this offense doesn't scare me a whole lot because I mean, Tannehill can't move. So <laughs> if they get pressure. Last year was he's just going to get sacked five times. Last year that was the first year that uh, Derrick Henry has caught more than twenty passes in a season. So he's caught five already that, this year. Yeah, but he's yeah, five on seven targets. Yeah, he he's not a a huge catching threat, but uh, yeah, I can for some reason screens just seem to be an, an issue with the uh, with the defense. Uh, Jalen Warren last week had that wasn't even a screen that was just like kind of a sneak out he he kind of leaked out yeah Taki Taki couldn't get there fast enough like they had two big plays and it was both on plays that the defense kind of almost fell asleep a little bit in the secondary 
Um, one of them led to a touchdown. The other one uh, might have led to a field goal. But I, I have a lot of faith in the defense at this point. They, they've kind of they've kind of shown that I'm not afraid of this offense. So, I mean, I'd be shocked if I'd be shocked if the Titans scored more than 21 points because it just the the Browns defense has been that good so far that scoring more than that feels feels tough. Right. Because of the the defense mm-hmm. themselves have only given up what 15 16 points. Total. Oh, true points probably. Or 13 points or something. I think it's 13. Well, what was the score what was the score last week's game? Well, Monday's game. 26 like 22. Yeah, because they scored two. T- they scored two defensive touchdowns. Yeah. So take fourteen points off. So yeah, I think they went for sixteen two on the points. One. I think they went for two on the second one, so thirteen points. Yeah, still. I mean, Maybe. That, I, whatever, I don't know. Whatever it is, we're looking at like fifteen, sixteen points on the season. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I don't know. I have faith in that defense that they're going to be able to control the Titans. And yeah, we just hired we we hired a guy that worked for the Titans, so he kind of knows their offense probably better than better than most. Um, I don't know. It's I'm not gonna have I'm not gonna stop having faith in the defense until they give me reason to. And this defense doesn't seem like it's gonna give us a reason to, unless there's a bunch of injuries. Yeah, which remains a possibility. Who knows? Well, we'll yeah, cross the bridge. Season. We'll oh, cross yeah. the bridge when we come to it. Knock on or jump, or jump off of it. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Either or. <laughs> no, no one said anything about crossing it all the way. <laughs> I will come to the edge, and then we'll see you from there. <laughs> okay, I think. Does anyone else got any other thoughts to add to? About the game this Sunday, I think uh, we got it covered pretty much. Yeah, I am okay. good to move on as well and get to our picks. Okay, well, let's first go over last, some of last week's. Um, starting with the game picks, both Matt and I picked the Chiefs to beat the Jaguars. Uh, Gerbs decided last minute that he wanted to not pick the same as everyone else in every game and switch to the Jaguars. I switched last minute on the Seahawks, good sir. I took the Jags outright. He's right. That was He's 100%. Right. I was I, I was ready for the Jags. I went I don't want to take the uh be I want to be contrarian and grab the Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, well, which worked. If Calvin Ridley, if Calvin Ridley could learn how to get two feet in bounds, you probably would have won that game too. Well, yeah. Uh, he was but... he was knocked in the head from the uh, stanchion, so that's that didn't help him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Matt and I got points on that one. Um, Joe was the only uh, Gerbs was the only one to get points on the Seahawks game because he went back and changed that pick. So uh, annoyed that I changed my pick the last minute, but yeah. Obviously, we all got points on the Cowboys. Good lord. Um, yeah. <laughs> we even all, we we covered the spread. They won by twenty. <laughs> um, Baltimore and Cincinnati. I guess we had more faith in the Bengals or less faith in the Ravens. 
We had um, more. We had more faith in Joe Burrow's calf not being hurt, but uh, obviously that was m- misplaced. Yeah, I mean that that didn't work. We all picked the Bengals. We all lost, and we all picked the Browns. We all lost. Um. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo. And for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. See the prop bets. We had Sean Watson over under 34 and a half passing yards. He hit 235. Woo! So nice. props to that over under pick that I made up. We did wow. it, guys. Yes, we did it. Gerbs and Matt hit the over by a half, half, <laughs> half a yard. We don't need to talk about the next one. No, Just I'm not gonna. I wasn't gonna bring it up. Um Browns offense over under five yards per carry. We all said over. We all got it right. Pickett over under 199 and a half passing yards. Matt and Gerbs got it right with over. Um, if it went for that 71-yard play, and I'm not sure he would have. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been an ugly night. <laughs> um, Steelers offense over under 16 and a half points. We all said under. I gave us all the points because technically they did not score. The offense did not score over 16 and a half points. Yes. Fair. That's fair. That's um, fair. That's, that's accurate. It's not yeah. even fair. It's accurate. I did say, I, like, if I if, if I said Steelers over under 16 and a half points, then yeah, it would have been. Right. That would have hit. That would have yeah. hit me over, but it's the offense. Uh, Brown sacks. We all took over. We all missed again. <sighs> You're going to not do that this week. Yeah, I, I decided to take that one out because until they prove they can get more than two sacks in a game. <laughs> um, yeah, they're due. They're due. But yeah. Yeah, they're due. They got to do it. Um, so on to week three. Um, Gerbs and Joe both have 17 points tied for the lead. I have 13 points. Gerbs and Joe. That's just me. That's just me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Gerbs and Joe has 17 Joe? points. Who's Matt, Joe? I'm Joe. Matt has okay. 17 you're Matt Joe now. Matt Joe. <laughs> Matt Joe, baby. Um, I'm being a cat, for- Matt Joe, and I'm saying a Matt Joe. <laughs> Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come, did you come from? from? I need brain surgery to remove that part from my brain. Well, you know. <laughs> um, but you guys are tied to the lead with 17. I am four back with 13. Noah was... Out of town last week and couldn't get picks in, so he's back at six. Um, let's move on to this week. Uh, we're going to do some game picks first. And I have selected from the god-awful slate of games that we have facing us in, in NFL fandom this weekend. Definitely stinky. <laughs> <laughs> just 
just a lot of bad football coming this weekend, people. Um, they all can't. They all can't be bangers, you know. It's it just happens. I mean, there's got to be some mid. You just got to live with it. By, by the very nature of having a bunch of bad teams play football games against each other, they will end up being good football games, right? Quote unquote. Um, but they will not be fun to watch. <laughs> so, of those, I have selected Bills at Commanders. Commanders are six and a half point uh, home dogs. But they suddenly can play offense and are kind kind of frisky against a Bills team that, you know, they kick the crap out of the Raiders, but all it takes is Josh Allen deciding he wants to turn the ball over to change that. So Bills or Commanders? I think it's probably going to be Bills plus the points. Cool. I going Going without the points – since we are just picking winners here, uh, I will say Buffalo, but it I, that's a that's a meaty uh, spread there. It's a it's a hefty spread. It's a hefty spread. I think the Commanders are, might be able to keep up with them because the Bills' defense yeah. has not been that good. It, yeah, that is true because offensively they've been a lot better than I thought. So yeah, I, I'll, okay, I'll just pick the, the Bills. Well, I mean, we are, we are only yeah, picking we're just winners. picking winners. We're just picking <laughs> you, winners. You just get a bonus point if they cover. We just have okay. random, you know, gambling help that doesn't always work out. Um, I'll also go with the Bills, but I do think that game is probably going to be better than people think it will be. Uh, just because I think the Commanders might be able to keep up with them on the score on the scoreboard. Yeah. Um, we we are going to end up picking both Monday night games this week. So I, to start with so that, so weird that there's two. To start, we have the <laughs> Eagles and Baker Mayfield. Uh, Baker Mayfield is getting five points. Tampa Bay getting Bakers. five points. They're getting five points um, at home. Baker's been playing well. He's not been playing very good defenses, but he's been playing well. Um, the defensive coordinator that he played this past week uh, is no longer in football. <laughs> Yeah, he's. I don't know what's. <laughs> the rumors taking, are not good. He's taking care of his health. Yeah, quote unquote, with the FBI just so happened to knock on his door. Yeah, I think we just lost curbs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he is very much frozen on the call right now. Uh, but uh, Matt, who who do you want in that game? I think Eagles is the lock. I would think. Yeah, I think I think Eagles is probably I mean, they're obviously the better team. Uh the Bucks are kind of in prove it mode. They have played who have they played? They played the Bears, who are probably gonna be the worst team in football. Mm-hmm. And they played Oh, he's back. Who was week one for the who was week one for the Bucks? Uh, the Vikings, who are yeah, fraud. Vikings. Vikings. The Vikings yeah. are fraudulent. So they are. They um, agreed. I don't know how good the Bucks are at this point. So I think I'm going to also take the Eagles. I, I think this is going to be a week where the, the Bucks come back down to earth a little bit because that roster is is not that great. It's a lot of old guys and Tristan Wirfs. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Evans is not going to say Baker Mayfield this time. No. Not with the not with the corners that are there in Philly. Um, yeah, it, it's. It's Philly for this one. Again, another like me 
point spread here, but um, if you could, if you could somehow like take some points from somewhere else and give them to Tampa Bay, you know, get them, <laughs> get them to like plus ten. Who knows? But okay. uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so here's here's a bit of a weird one. Um, I don't we I don't think anyone truly knows what these teams are yet, so it makes it a kind of a close spread. We have Saints going to Lambeau. Um, the Packers are favored by a point and a half. They're coming off a pitiful loss, or not not pitiful in that they got blown out. Pitiful in the way that they lost to the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the Saints are two and zero. But their offense has not been good. They've just taken advantage of uh, Tannehill throwing three picks and Bryce Young being very small. I saw some sort of stat today that Derek Carr with the Raiders had did not have double-digit wins in like 30-some games where the Raiders scored less than 16 points. And he's 2-0 and with the Saints. And they have in both games they have scored under sixteen points. Uh, the Saints got uh, to twenty on Monday. The okay. Final was twenty to seventeen. Twenty one. It was twenty one points then. That's what it yeah. was. But anyway, I I, I digress. It, it was just like he wasn't doing it for the Raiders and now is doing it for the Saints. Um, however, he is running into uh, the Gerbs' choice of uh, the Browns don't exist, and so this is my team. Uh, that I have slipped into as well this year. Uh, I am full go pack go. Uh, my my coworker makes fun of me all the time. He literally texted me last night. He said, "I love how much you love the Packers for no reason whatsoever." I was like, hundred uh, percent." Yeah, I am. I am all in on Green Bay this year. Uh, I think Jordan Love is. Uh, Explain Jordan Love looking drunk trying to take a uh, I, that, quarterback sneak this weekend. That I can't. I can't. I can't. He was. He heard about how much he. I love him, and he just wanted to. You know, get drunk on that love. I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, so it's it, your fault. It's my fault. It, uh, yeah, Green Bay at home. Uh, give me, give me the home favorites there, and uh, that's where I'm at. Um, I think for me, I will go, I'll be the contrarian. I will go with, um, uh, I'll go with the away team on this one. I think I am not a Saints believer. Um, I think they're one of those two and O teams that you're going to look and you're going to look back in two months and say, oh, well now they're, now they're three and six. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I just don't think they're that good. I think the Packers could still be pretty good. That division is slightly wide open because I feel like the Lions are kind of in the same headspace as the Browns in a, in a, in a way. Like, there's some universal entity that's conspiring against them at every turn. Um, just because the entity has conspired against both of those teams to this point. Yeah. <laughs> One quarterback has a grudge. The other was taken away from the team. So, like, like yeah. So I'm going to go with the Packers. I, I I think they could probably win that division if they stay healthy enough. Jordan Love has looked pretty good. Uh, they just had kind of a fourth quarter collapse last week, which, you know, is going to happen with a rookie quarterback every now and then. Yeah. I, I guess my reasoning is the Saints are a more veteran team, and I feel like 
Not sure what to make of Jordan Love quite yet. He's definitely looked good, but he's it's still young and it's still early in his career. So just yeah. just, just to be safe, I'm going Saints. Okay, this one's gonna be weird because I don't know if we have all the information we ha- we need yet. But Rams and Bengals. Hmm. Bengals are three point home favorites for right now. That could obviously change if they decide to start Jake Browning at quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a tough one. Ooh. Yeah, and it's and been so going? it's been so weird with what's going on with Joe's calf. So I ah, that's that's a tough one. I would probably go with the Bengals, but I yeah, it's just not not unless we know what's going on with Burrow, I, I it's not really if it's Browning, I would go with the Rams. <laughs> Hell, I, think, I might go with the Rams anyway. I I was going to go with the Rams regardless on my end. Um, I uh, Burrow was a limited participant, I believe, in uh, practice today. He was working off the side and doing some stretching, but wasn't doing any throwing drills. Um, I they really kind of mess around with they, Burrow they, this year. They backed themselves into a into a spot where yeah. If you if you don't start him for those first two games and you lose, then you have that to fall back on. You have the ace in the hole of having Burrow healthy for the rest of the season. But now you've played the he's played him in those first two games. He's come out of it not feeling a hundred percent. Still, you've lost both those games. You haven't looked good in both of those games. Right now, you need this game. And now Aaron Donald is going to eat those that center alive. Ugh. I love so much the, I don't know if I mentioned it last week or not. I love the Geno Smith. uh, (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. And just throwing the ball away. It almost came out sassy. I will mention it. I'll mention it every week. I don't care Uh, if I did mention it last (laughs) week. It it was still just great, but yeah. I mean, that would be anyone's response to having. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) Get away from me! Right. I, I feel like only NFL starting, uh, only NFL quarterbacks wouldn't have that happen and not crap their pants. But <laughs> right. But yeah, I will take the I will take the Rams. I will take the points. Uh, if it was a uh, if I'm on a sports book and because uh, I just one, I think the Rams are doing well this year. Um, I don't know that the Bengals are going to use Burrow this year or this week rather, and. Uh, yeah, I think the Rams could win this even if Burrow does start because I don't know that he's a hundred percent. So, no, I I think I was I was always going to pick the Rams here regardless because I the Bengals are kind of in a you have to show me that you guys are going to be back now mm-hmm. kind of kind of yeah. vibe for me right now because yeah. they they didn't really look good until middle of the third quarter against the Ravens. Um, their defense did enough to keep them in the game, but I never really felt like the Bengals ha- were going to win that game, even when they got to, uh, what was it, 20 to 17? Yeah. It, it never felt like it was that close because every time the Ravens got the ball, they were just going right back down the field. Yeah. So like the, that defense, that I think I'm more concerned about the Bengals' defense than really their offense because, like, it like if they, their defense can't keep them in games like the the last couple of years, uh, it, that's where things get dicey. 
So I, yeah, I, because I, guess, I, I think I'm going with you guys and going with the Rams. The Bengals offense has always been kind of a front runner offense in a way. Um, it's very good when it's when it's good, but when it's not, it it looks bad because it doesn't feel like it's ever schemed to anything other than if we're not going deep, we're dumping it off short. Right. Yeah. Um, it's just it's a weird offense that like is carried by the super high-end talent they have at all levels, pretty much. Except for the line. <laughs> um, but before we get into the, the actual Browns pick, we're going to do some prop bets here. Um, I have hand-selected from my own brain some uh, six of these. Um, hand-selected from your own brain. Oh yeah, I didn't go anywhere for these. <laughs> I just make these up. I just I just really enjoyed the the visual I got there on reaching into your brain with your hand. It it reminded me of like the Dumbledore like uh from Goblet of Fire, like pulling out yes. the thought and putting it into Ooh. the cup. That was a nice nice pull there. I enjoy a Harry Potter reference. <laughs> this spreadsheet is my pensive. Um <laughs> Uh, Deshaun Watson over or under 259 and a half passing yards against a bad pass defense, but he has not. What, what was the number? 259 and a half. So do you think he's going to get to 260? I'm kind of in the vein. I'm kind of a, of the thought that he has to. Yeah, I, I very much want him to. Um, yeah, I, it, he probably would need to. Yeah. So is everyone um, taking the over on that one? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, I, I can't say that I'm betting the under on that one. As much as I, I want him so very badly to get over. Uh, so I, I'm kind of just wish casting on that one. And that yeah. and two two sixty is not a high number. Like against not a bad in, not pass in today's defense, game. it's yeah, just no, not a it's high number. But it's not it's not been something that these he's hit. So Right. Eh. Um we don't have Chubb to do here. So against a good run defense, Brown's rushing yards over under 89 and a half. Total. 89. Uh I guess the one good thing is the run the run blocking has been a lot better than the pass blocking at, at this moment in time. So I think Maybe it's a slight over, depending on like how it goes. So I'll say it's like a slight over. I will say over as well, simply because if you get even thirty yards from Watson on rushes and scrambles, yeah, that's you're only, true. You're only looking for your offense, your running backs to get sixty, and uh, I think that can happen. So, yeah, I, I think. And not to not to just copy everyone, but yeah, I think ninety is kind of you want to get as close to a hundred as you can as this because you still need to run the ball in this offense to be successful. So if right. they're not getting if they're not getting to that, they're either getting blown out or they simply didn't need it. Which both of the one of those is bad, one of those is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a fun one: Who has more? Total yards from scrimmage, Elijah Moore or Jerome Ford? 
I want you to go first because I've been seeing a trend here where you're picking last. And uh... <laughs> well, I'm asking the questions. Um, you can't I, help but notice that your picks all match mine here. I personally uh, think guy it's who's be trying Eli- to catch Elijah up Elijah Moore. I think Elijah Moore just in the passing game. I think he'll get enough rushes to kind of tack on more yards to that. Just the the yards from scrimmage. I think. Jerome Ford might have kind of a rude awakening to the starting back role this week uh, where he kind of goes, you know, 15 for 65. And I don't know how they're going to use him in the passing game, especially if Kareem Hunt is going to be active. So uh, I'm going to go Elijah Moore. But all it takes is one long Ford run to kind of offset that. So... What do you guys think? Um, let's see. I will say I'll probably just go with Elijah. I will I will go forward. I think that there's a chance that between the screens and uh some rushes, I think that they uh I, I think Ford could because you're looking at I mean, you know. I mentioned with the rush yards over if Ford gets 60 and then catches a couple of screens for another 30, you're looking at 90 for Ford and you know, is more going to get more than that? I'm not sure, but uh, mm. sure would like it to be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I obviously the, the composition of Ford's seems to be more secure than Moore's. There yeah. In the, my eyes. The, the path for Ford to do it is easier because he's going to get more touches. Right. But more could have, longer touches like he could have right a couple 25 yarders and offset 10 Jerome Ford carries so I don't know I thought that was a fun one yeah Um, no 100% hmm. Ryan Tannehill over under 259 and a half passing yards he's thrown for 444 so far this year so he's averaging 222 so, I was going to say under before you even mentioned anything. So, And who were the two defenses they faced in those first two weeks? The Saints and the Chargers. Hmm. Why not? I'll go under. Trying to, trying to remember how he did uh, in those games. One of them he threw for a bunch of yards but had a bunch of pick, uh, three picks. And the other one he just threw one touchdown. Um, he was actually last week. He was 20 of 24 for 246 and a touchdown in week one. He was 16 of 34 for 198 and three picks. <laughs> so which one are you getting? <laughs> yeah, both are still under 260. I, I don't think, I think we're, I'm even if sit- there is a bunch of garbage time, I don't think he's getting over 260. Yeah, I think I might have set that one a little high. Um, but what do you think, Matt? Over or under? Under. Okay, here's the one that I put right at his rushing average. Um, Derrick Henry, over or under 72.5 rushing yards. Hmm. He's, ru- he's rushed for 144 yards this, this season. So it's right at his average. <laughs> Literally. 
That, that's a tough one because I do have them on my fantasy team. So I, it's a tough, tough one right there. Um, I'll say just because, like, if depending on how the game goes, I like, I'll, I'll just say under because I feel like with Tannehill, they might need to pass the ball more as the game goes on. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how much the defense is going to let Derrick Henry get into the game uh, because I think they will know that their path to their path, the greatest success is going to be to force Tannehill to throw the ball. So I'm going to take the under just because I just think they're going to be able to get him off the field. Uh, they were able to do it in 2020 uh, pretty easily. They made him fumble in the second quarter and then he never really saw the ball again because the Browns were up 22 to 28 to three, like quickly. I am going to say over and not just to be contrarian. I think, I don't think he's going to get a hundred, but I do th- see like 85 and a touchdown being a Derrick Henry stat line. So that, and that's not like, that's a good game to hold him under. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the you don't def- want to let him run the wild. The defense will still be like will still have performed well by holding him under 100, but they don't need to hold him under 70. I mean if they if they if they do fantastic. Like if if they's under 70 yards, Cleveland's winning this game. Yeah. But I can see like an 85 and a touchdown and uh that uh, technically by mathematics is over. So I will take the over on that one. Yeah, I mean it's 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 one of those things where you have faith in the Browns run run defense, but you also don't know what you're going to get out of them facing a running back that is as good as Derrick Henry. Right. So. Yeah. Especially as a big running back, like he is, he's physical. He's one of the more physical running backs in the league. And unlike Najee Harris, he's actually has speed. Um, last one, uh, turnover battle winner. Who do we think is going to do it? Um, Browns are minus four this season. Um, I think the Titans are in the negative as well, simply because Derek Henry or uh, Ryan Tannehill's thrown three picks. But can I say push? Yeah, I, <laughs> I said push week one. Ooh, I'm going to um, say push. I don't want to. I did, I just don't want to put any juju out there either way. I, I I can see a world where both sides you know, have a a weird fumble or Tannehill throws a couple picks but he's got rushed and, uh, you know, Watson fumbles while he's on a scramble because he holds the ball out like it's a loaf of bread. Um, I literally thought we were going to have a Wentz last week on Monday. There was a point where he scrambled off to his left and he had the ball in his left hand and it looked like he was getting ready to th- – he, he ended up like – moving it and throwing it to Elijah, who was rolling with him. But I really thought Watson was going lefty, and uh, it was not going to be pretty. And But, uh, yeah, I'm going to say push. I'm going to say Titans because I just want to, I want the Browns to prove to me that they can go a game without turning the ball over. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to do the same thing because I feel like uh, the Browns need to – they got to show that they can – Keep hold on to the ball and not be reckless. They need a clean game on that end because you can't keep turning the ball over. Um, you're at six, so 
maybe try not doing that. <laughs> Hold on to the ball, Petey. Hold on to the ball. That's that's what I'm saying. Um, we've we've referenced Remember the Titans a bunch on this podcast. That's at least twice in six episodes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's not a bad thing to reference. No, absolutely not. There, just, there's worse football movies to reference. Just just having some thoughts out here. That's all. <laughs> Okay, it's, it's late. My brain starts to wander. I, I'm I'm full sundowning right now. So. <laughs> uh, and last one, we got the winner of the game. Browns are three and a half point favorites right now. Um, last time the Titans were in Cleveland, it was not pretty, and the fan base is going to be weird on Sunday, which. You wouldn't think for a week three game, but yeah, it's it's already been a weird year, and it's been two weeks. The vibes are not immaculate. <laughs> the vibes, the vibes are suffering. <laughs> the vibes are off. Yes. Um, I just, I I, I think the locker room realizes it as much as we do that they need this. They need yeah. this one. Like, it's not a matter of, oh, we need one of the next two. No, we need this one. Yeah, just to at least get it, get this one. Because, like, of course, with the Ravens, things are always kind of dicey. It's not as bad as, like, the Steelers, where, like, the Steelers have our number. But, you know, Lamar has had your number for a number of years. So it's like, just get this game to at least make sure you secure at least 500 by the bye. Yeah, uh, I mean you're in a you're in a place where you you're back against the wall already, and it's not because you're zero and two, it's not because you've looked like shit. It's because you need to prove it to yourself. And, and to the fans, the offense needs to prove it to itself. Yeah, the the fans need to pick me up in the worst way. Like it. If it hasn't felt like that to you, it's felt like that to everybody that around you, like <laughs> at least to me. Yeah. So I'm going to pick the Browns just because I think that I would love to hope that they realize how important this particular game is. Browns. Yeah. Browns here. <clears throat> I mean, None of us have picked against the Browns yet this year. Uh, I, that might not come until week six. But um, I just realized I put 18, uh, 18 things on here, and we don't, we're not going to have 18 games to pick. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's any reason to pick against the Browns at this point. They – there's enough faith in the defense that they should at least be in the game regardless of what happens on offense, but the offense seems to be a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't, I don't think the Titans are just they're. I don't think they're a team that you can lose to at this point. And I don't think the team is going, I don't think the Browns roster is going to let them. So no, like I think a lot of what happened Monday night was shock. Um, Watching Nick Chubb get get hurt like that, but you you can't have that shock anymore. You need to have resolve, and mm-hmm. they've talked about that in the locker room. They just have to yeah. go out and prove it. Yeah, they need bunker mentality. It, it's like full on, like 
Like you, we need to be in this together. Yep. Well, I think that's about all I got. You guys have anything else to add? Nope. That is it for me. Yep. We've been at, we've been going at this for 75 minutes now. The last 40 have gone by very quickly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but uh, we will be back after the game on Sunday, I believe. Yep, that'll be you guys, and I will. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, week. hopefully, the vibes are much better. Yes, hopefully, hope, yes, better, better vibes, better, <laughs> better vibes. Because <laughs> we don't need we don't need any more morning Tuesday morning Mondays. We don't need any more the funeral vibes here. Like, yeah, but. I think I think we're in a good place. I think that the team the team should be in a better place to mentally to face this game. So, uh, Matt, I will talk to you on Sunday. Gerbs, you'll roll around next week. Absolutely. Uh, but for Browns for Browns cast, I've been. I am still Taylor. I'm not. <laughs> I don't get to choose that. I I don't get to say I've been. I am still Taylor. <laughs> Uh, it's 2023 you can choose not to be taylor if you want to be i don't know look taylor can be any anything it wants to be (laughs) it's a unisex name that's very true um but we will be back on sunday uh and we need need to get out of here yeah yeah (laughs) we're we we are rambling i'm gonna get better at this go browns go browns I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) I don't know.